was not a video of anything. It was him giving me a lappy. Nearly beloved, we're gathered here tonight to have a little sniff and a splash on of the bin juice of maths married at first sight. I'm Lucy May. I'm your MC for these proceedings. And my amazing co-host is artisan baker, Karen Pickering. That's actually true. <laughs> you you are. <laughs> this woman can bake a sourdough-style bread like you got nothing coming towards you except tasty bread. <laughs> that phrase went nowhere. But I'm telling you, she can bake. This bitch can bake. The point remains. That's like monumentous. It's like a massive thing. We're recording this on Wurundjeri and Wadarung land and the patron saint of this podcast is, well, at least until the next Batchy in Paradise season, Kieran Stott of Angie's Bachelorette season. You've missed so much. Stop it. I thought I wasn't so much. (laughs) Yes, we're recording. Stop massaging your face into a munch scream face. I'm going to have to just keep giving myself a temple massage throughout the recording of the pod. Yeah, just pinch the bridge of your nose when things get too hard. <laughs> when you get a nosebleed from the horrific shit that we're seeing on our screens. <laughs> right, Karen. Yes, Lucy. I have um, a question for you and it's important. Do you? Hmm. Mm. Will you accept it? You want me to answer it for you? <laughs> yes. Well... I'm just going to let it, I'm just going to pause for seven to 15 seconds <laughs> with some poignant music or dramatic music before I Thinking say, music. yes, I accept your question. Okay, good. Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather stay at that hotel that Liz and Sebby stay, Liz and, that Lizzie and Seb stayed at? <laughs> Liz and Sebby, I like that better. Yeah. Wait, I'll say that again. Would you rather... Stay at that hotel that Liz and Sebby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can do it. Stay at that hotel that Liz, E and Seb stayed at, but on the other side of the glass, so with the tigers, you've got to stay Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. or have a conversation with Steve. (laughs) This one's way too easy. (laughs) This is way too easy. I would... (laughs) I would definitely roll the dice with those wild animals because, and I feel like if I just explain to them, look, I'm sorry, I'm in your enclosure, but I had to so that I didn't have to talk to Steve. And I feel like they would, they would get it and just do me a solid and not eat me. They'd just look at, look at you and then they'd watch back some of that video of him gaslighting Michelle on stuff that they just saw on video something that he says on video in front of him, Michelle. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But the tiger would say, fair enough. Fair enough. We won't eat you. I've got a question for you. Mm, Okay. I'll accept. Would you rather? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you rather sleep in the bed with Stikel for yeah. the <laughs> for the night, mm-hmm. or get in that bath with Lizzie and Seb. 
It's actually really horrifying, both of those. Would I have to contort myself into that position that Lizzie was in that just looked no human neck should go like that? You'd have to just make room for yourself in both scenarios. Yeah, I'd just have to wiggle wiggle in (laughs) between Seb's enormous shovel feet. Can you imagine that they're both so, come on, would you rather? Which one? Oh, I'd get into the bath with <laughs> Lizzie and Seb. <laughs> what right-minded person wouldn't? Oh, I'm just imagining you just getting into the bath now and all the water going over the side and you just being like, hi, guys. Hey. Hi. How you going? This is um. This comes free with the wildlife package. <laughs> I, I'm your local wildlife. <laughs> oh, that's right. horrifying. Glad that we've sorted out both of those. Pressing questions. Uh, I feel like simultaneously so much happened in these episodes and not a thing, not a one, nothing happened <laughs> in these episodes. We're exactly where we started before these episodes. Connie needs to get some thoughtful therapy and leave Johnny as fast as possible. Michelle needs to go and live the life that we all know she deserves. <laughs> Lizzie and Seb seem to like each other. Hales, big Hales brought some <laughs> some life to the party. And that's some much it. needed pizzazz <laughs> to the girls. Yes, yeah, a little bit of bloody style snappiness. Bit of oomph. Bit of, um, yes, a bit of spark. <laughs> Hales is nothing if not chutzpah-tick. <laughs> That's not a word. I don't – yeah, sorry about that. Um. So Michelle should leave Steve. Connie should leave Jonathan. Yeah. Um. Drew should leave Casey. Uh, um, they should leave each other. Michael. We'll get to them. Stacey should leave Michael. Yes. And who's the other people? Who's the only other person that? Oh, Lizzie and Seb. Um, Seb should leave Lizzie. Yeah, that. I'm calling that. Yeah, the dinner party, yelling and getting involved where the producers obviously told her to get involved. I didn't like that, and I kind of I've swung around really hard on Seb now that <laughs> I like him. I I think that we do need to do a tally at the end of the season where we do work out that I was I think a hundred percent wrong about everything except that I liked Michelle from the beginning um I mean the only person who one of the only people who I didn't like from their first appearance was Seb and now I like him although I will claim that in the very very first episode which was even before you, Karen, came along. Oh, the first episode of, to of this show, not the first episode first of Maps. First episode of yeah. this podcast. That we're, we're recording a podcast right now, Karen. Right, <laughs> right. Is that what's happening? In the first episode of this one, before you decided to ride on my coattails and join me, <laughs> I point. I made the a claim that I didn't like David and I didn't like Michael, I think, and that, fair enough, that that. I think allows me to continue this position for which I'm supremely clearly <laughs> unsuited 
like all and of the all of the contestants. <laughs> obviously, they were like real, like real, like line balls, like real judgment calls, where yeah. you needed like a crystal ball in order to <laughs> tell this like extremely unlikely thing that um, these two men who were clearly complete twats um, <laughs> would turn out to be. But I mean, I guess you couldn't have you couldn't have guessed just how odious they would both be. How um, deep the valley would go. Yeah, I guess, Hades. like, my record would be patchy, my record of, like, yeah. prediction, predicting things, but it would be a lot better than yours. It would be. <laughs> and I think that stands for us and that checks out. <laughs> everything it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, so... Bottom line, we don't have any faith or investment in any of the couples who are left. Um, nor do we have, did we have any faith or investment in any of the, in any of the couples that have already gone. So yeah. really watching the show has like slowly drained the lifeblood out of us. And Except that I was delighted to see that a parentless penguin is now part of a, a loving family. Why? Why would you? Why would you, a supposed lover of animals, want some innocent penguin to be drafted into that kind of a family? Yeah, you're right. That's a bad. That's Run, a bad adoption. Penguin. That adoption should not have been allowed to go ahead. Yeah, when I saw that certificate, certainly. I was like, I'm calling Penguin Welfare. Yes, Penguin Welfare. <laughs> The Department of Penguin Services are going to be getting a sternly worded email from me tomorrow. And it was like. Uh, not not the least was Con, um, Johnny's very unorthodox spelling of Conathan, which Connie did then. avoid using either of the E's in his name, I believe. And no, that, Connie that Then. Not then. Oh. No, he did have Connie Then. But he, okay, but, he well. but he actually put it was actually kind of better because he put more of Connie's name, like so it was more 50-50 instead of just Con oh, Ethan. That's true. But I just was enraged because I was like, "You don't like this person. You have been trying yeah. to escape this person for a month and more, and then you kind of pull out this like very like this gesture that you know is going to." set off all of her you know joy receptors and her yes, her exactly. love energy um so i just felt like that was it felt really mercenary oh it was gross he he knows about connie that she likes marine stuff <laughs> and that's it no but even beyond even beyond like it. getting the marine stuff so like the shell earrings ugly and the penguin mm. um adoption very cute. It's like yes. that's actually like an extremely gorgeous gesture or gift to give someone who you are into to kind of say to them like, oh, yeah. kind of to signify like togetherness and longevity and seriousness and, you know, but also in this like cute light way. So it's actually kind of diabolical yeah, giving it to I, her. It, it really feels mealy-mouthed and mean. He he doesn't have those feelings for her. He knows that she does have them for him. Mm. And he, he is just feeding this flame, this eternal flame of 
unreciprocity and I don't like it. I just He's a creep. I, I really felt during that beautifully lit combi van date <laughs> with the <laughs> picnic rug. I just my heart really was hurting for Connie. I felt just we're well past the point I feel like it doesn't it really feels wrong to see someone go through such agonies on a screen. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was like partly of her own doing though. <laughs> but I, so I, I, I felt the horror of it, but I was yeah. like, oh, this did not need to happen. You did not have to keep signing up for this. But the absurdity of like Connie, Michelle, even Casey and various other women throughout the experiment, like, begging men to find them attractive and like deign to you know lower themselves to kiss them is yeah extremely and to like things about is distorted because it's not about reality it's like not in the real world are women you know expect in the world that I want to live in I don't want women to think that they need to like talk a man into finding them attractive and stay for long enough that he'll eventually throw some scraps to them you know (laughs) like look at these women they're incredible like they could they should and they could be with someone who just thinks they're gorgeous and thinks they're amazing Mm. and even in the case of of the case of Casey and Drew um (laughs) Like you said, Casey is uh, trying to shave away aspects of who she is because she thinks that Drew doesn't like it. The fact that clearly her love language is one of her love languages is gifts, <laughs> which doesn't yeah. necessarily, lol, but which doesn't mean that you're a bad person necessarily because, I mean, she did say, oh, just, it doesn't have to be something big but a card and some flowers. That is not such a thing for me, but I do know that for, for a lot of people, like some thoughtful kind of little thing can mean, it does mean a lot. Um, but, and the thing is the one bit that I did like Drew saying was he said, that's not a bad thing for that to be what you like. It's just not my thing. And so there's just a mismatch there. And I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I yeah. Just except like, because he did say is, that ex- needs- in relation to the question being, do you think I'm materialistic, <laughs> which is yeah. pretty obviously That's framed true. as a bad thing. And he said, yes, you are. And, like, I think she is, you know, like, yeah, and I don't, and and I don't think that she, yeah, I guess what, you, yeah, I guess what you're saying stands is that, you know, sh- her saying, well, I used to be materialistic to a level that uh, even I eventually became so uncomfortable with that I decided to, like, scale down my life to this, like, more authentic place and not um, care about material things so much. Um, she thinks that she's like super down to earth and, you know, and to him he's like, are you kidding? You're, you're incredibly materialistic. So, yeah, it does come yeah, down to just like this. Trump, yeah, it's, it's this mismatch of like it's not just incompatibility. It's like it's like different expectations and different values and different standards of what constitutes materialism yeah it's it's I think it really is a different definitions to 
Drew, it seems like materialism means wanting anything, things of any nature. To Casey, it obviously means wanting a Lamborghini. Yeah. Like, it's, like does would Stacey it's a, think that Casey was materialistic? No. No, she probably thinks she's like a down-home, like, simple country girl or something. <laughs> no. It, it just, I just felt like Casey... Casey, what Casey said in her video that she wanted um, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be that big a deal to someone who wasn't Drew. So she just needs to find, just needs to find someone who doesn't care about giving her, like, or, or actually would love to do that. Would actually find that that. their love language is giving people things. You know what I mean? And Mm. there's like plenty of people like that. And I think actually I'm much more like that. I'm much more like a, um, I I made this for you. I'll give you this thing. I thought of you, so I got this. I've inscribed this book for you. You know, like I'm a kind of um, to give people, give someone something that I think that they will really love. is like makes me really happy and makes me feel so much nicer than if I'm given a gift you know so yeah but besides that so you need to marry Casey yeah maybe but but besides that like (laughs) there's tons of men who would meet Casey and be like let me give you everything let me give you the world you're amazing you're the best you're beautiful you're you're everything I want in a partner and Drew is not that guy. Like he just has met He's her and like, gone, well, Meh. you're attractive, I suppose. You're fine. <laughs> but you're okay, so fine. let's 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 really like level down into like the full sludge of the bin juice and talk <laughs> yeah. about the the boys' night, the boys' night, oh. or as Michael would call it, the lads' night. Um, the lads' night. Gonna get where loose. Michael instigated all of the men saying which woman in the competition they want to sleep with or would yes. would have chosen we, if they so, could. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, guys, you know how you're meant to be in committed relationships with other women, mm-hmm. with, with women? Well, who who would I want to fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, and who would you want to? Like, it was. So Knowing that the answer is going to be someone else in this room's partner (laughs) partner exactly (laughs) it's it's not like they were saying who do you find attractive you know um Katy Perry or you know J-Lo Dua Lipa (laughs) or whatever you know I was trying to think of I was trying to think of like a relevant um um, but Jayla's good, but I was like thinking like Cindy Crawford. Jayla's amazing. Thank you very old. much. I will hear nothing against her. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I was just trying to think of like no, what, I know. what I young know. people would what they would say. And like they weren't saying yeah. that. They were like, who among the the women who are partnered with other people in this group do you want to in this room? Go like, to bed. Who with? am I standing? Um and so who was most of them said Stacy. Yeah. Mikey said Stacy. What was telling was that most of them said, um, looks, Stacy, personality, Connie. Yeah. But I think a few of them said, looks, Connie as well. And so Connie came, came through as like very, had a strong showing. <laughs> and then Johnny's sitting yeah. there going like, yeah, I don't even want to touch her. I feel like Johnny was saying like, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Connie's attractive and smart. 
Oh, because I think she's just like a lump of wet plaster. <laughs> no, but let's do our like detective work. So should we say spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler alert because We're about yes, to talk about stuff revealed off show. To avoid our spoilery talk, if you're still giving a shit about any of that at this point in the season, uh, skip ahead to 24 minutes and 39 seconds. Mikey yes. said Stacy. Yes. And uh, as we have heard... <laughs> As we have heard on the Who Weekly. That is not a uh, an imaginary connection. My former boy, Mikey. <laughs> not my boy, Mikey, anymore. My former boy, Mikey. So apparently Mikey and Stacey went to bed together in the wake of the um, Haley and Michael um, debacle. Um, so that was funny that my, that Mikey says like straight up with a with with a straight face like Stacy. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty. Um, and pretty I think to continue gu- the spoilers, I think that Steve said Connie. Yes. Okay. Because we've, we've also seen that Connie's run of truly disastrous decisions just continued hurtling off the cliff once she left the show because she and Steve were canoodling outside some sort of establishment of serving food and wine or something. And I just want to shake her. Yeah, and kick him in the dick. Because Steve would be the most dangerous type of man and personality for, for Connie or someone like Connie to be involved in with in that he is so manipulative so and so controlling adept at yes exactly so controlling so adept at gaslighting that someone like Connie who clearly doesn't trust what she thinks sees feels i it just i feel like it would be handing like a baby peng a fairy penguin <laughs> over to a fox <laughs> a silver and, fox and there'd be no and yet, oh God, I didn't even mean that because my next jokey reference was going to be, and there wouldn't even be odd, oddball the Maremma sheepdog to protect the penguin. <laughs> Connie would just be out there on her own getting mauled by the silver fox. So we haven't really seen Connie and Steve talk to each other very much in the show. Um, no. And obviously, yeah, if she then goes on to to get together with him, it's like, you know, Kel Surprise, she would make a dumb decision um, involving a man. A monumentous one. (laughs) Also also that Steve, um, who like straight up tried to lie to Michelle tonight and say, I I didn't ask to be paired with someone who was 30 to 35. And Michelle was like, replay the tape. (laughs) I love that she was like, Let's get a fucking replay on that, shall we? <laughs> I I really felt in this episode that Michelle was just over it, like over, O-V-A-H, over. Like she just was not feeling any of Steve's bullshit and she pulled him up several times when he was in that hideous video watching scene. Let's play the tape, play the tape, roll the tape. Yeah, let's just say that again. Um yeah, what a twat. And he, you know, like she said in her bit to camera, he deflected, he lied about it, he wouldn't cop to it, and then he did the same thing yeah. at the dinner and he's a fucking slimy snake and we hate him. But the 
the obvious thing is that he did, we, and we said this from the very beginning, he obviously did see Michelle and think, oh, you're way too old for me. Like she's not even yeah, as old as bag. him. Exactly. He was exactly. <laughs> she's not she's even as old as him and she's years like years 20 years too old for him. <laughs> so he's obviously like just repulsed by someone who is like even remotely close to his age, even though Michelle's looking a lot better for her age than Steve. But that's the old, yeah. you know, patriarchal double standard that he just thinks like he's absolutely entitled to a beautiful young woman in her 30s. And guess what? Now he's got one. <laughs> and the yeah. world turns. And so it goes. So what are the other alliances that came out? That's that's what interested me about the girls' night, the girls' night, was that all of a sudden there was supposedly this big alliance between Lizzie and Stacey. Yeah, which felt so manufactured. Clearly the producers were there uh, getting Lizzie to act crazy, act crazy, It'd protect Stacey um, because otherwise I, it just would have been an unfair fight, I think. <laughs> I mean, Haley coming in just swinging, I screamed when she gave you, Karen, a huge shout out and accused Stacey of getting her law degree from the back of a cereal box. Karen Pickering two months ago calling. Completely frank. Let's be real. Hayley behaved badly. (laughs) Hales, who we stand. Her saying, you know, you don't really have a law degree, you don't, yeah, and bringing up her kids and then saying you're popping out kids. I think she said at one point you started popping them out when you were 19, you you cunt. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. not a no, you're right. reasonable way to speak to people, even Stacey, who is, you know, so obnoxious and so, um, and so, and ha- you know what I'd say to Hales? Not worth your time. Imagine if you'd gone, I mean, like obviously the producers would have made sure that this happened, but imagine if Hayley had gone in there and just completely blanked her, just had nothing for her. It would have been gutting Stacey to find that Hayley just didn't even give her the time of day. But um, they obviously do like totally antagonise each other and they fight and um, Hayley says some horrible things, but then inexplicably Lizzie kind of feels compelled, as you say, the producers have obviously said to her, like, you need to earn your 100 grand paycheck. Uh-huh. You're only up to 67000 you got to give us 30 grand worth of crazy right now. And she just snaps into this, like, bizarre screaming rant at Hayley, yeah. who she's just met, and then... It seems after that as though like this and that's where I kind of really decided that all my good feeling towards Lizzie was just gone because I thought if you think that Stacey is like a good person who you want to defend and you warmly greet Michael when you go into (laughs) into the dinner party and like anyone who could be around Michael and Stacey and think for yeah, more than five quality minutes. people who I definitely want to be friends with has got rocks in the head. Although I will say that during <laughs> the um, infected shit date that <laughs> through by the side of the road, there were actually a couple of moments where I where sta- where I actually in good 
Faith laughed a little bit at what Stacey was saying, uh, you know, with her rather than at her. And I found myself thinking, maybe it'd be all right, actually, to have a drink with or something. Uh, I don't know. But then I, think I she, she showed and... for this in this date, which she's not really shown before, she showed a kind of self-awareness and a willingness to laugh at herself like yeah, just exactly. by saying, and um, I enjoyed that. I can't move my face, but you know, do I look like I'm enjoying? Like that was like very cute and funny, and we hadn't seen that side of her before. The diary was a very sweet thing. Why she would have given it to just someone who's just like a walking human turd, I don't know. You know, you're right. Maybe Stacy, like without Michael, of course, because she's a woman and she's smart. Of course, if she's a you know, if she was without Michael, she'd be redeemable. You know, she would be like, if we, you met her in some totally different context, you'd probably be like, probably she's be good value. You know, she's a sweetie, or she's, um, or you know, she's not from the same world that I'm from, but we can have a glass of wine together and have a giggle. You know, I feel like that might be the case, but yeah, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know because she's going to live with Michael forever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so this is um, – so what What are your predictions for the final commitment ceremony, a.k.a. second wedding, a.k.a. final episode? A.k.a. wedding to the wedding. <laughs> a.k.a. our liberation. <laughs> a.k.a. our lives begin now. Um <laughs> What are my final predictions? Right. So, like, okay, so for Michael and Stacey, right, for Steichel, okay. for Steichel, what do you think the final episode holds? Steichel will stay. Both of them, I think, will stay. They'll have another Depending wedding. Depending on what comes, pardon? They'll have another wedding? They'll have another I think so, but, I mean, depending on whether certain things that we won't discuss <laughs> Certain rumours. Spoiler. Certain rumours, um, whether they are exposed wiggling in the light from the dirt <laughs> during these next episodes um, or not. But I say they're going to stay. I say Connie and Johnny, um, they're not going to get married again. I say Casey and Drew, I don't think they're going to get married again. Hang on, what do you think, Connie, in the teaser, Connie's like, I've never said these words to anyone before. I've never said this to anyone before. What do you think she's going to say? I am worthy of love and <laughs> I'm leaving you. They're the words she's never said. I thought she, I thought it was going to be go and get fucked, you massive, massive loser. Yeah, either of those would be fine. That's my prediction. That's my that's but my dream. Yeah. How amazing does Connie's dream. dress look? Um, How okay. that 60s glam look yeah. that she was working with the those top knot beehive-ish look. Yeah, the and the kind of small liner. cat's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. She's she a beautiful woman. If nothing yeah. else, part of her kind of this narrative that she's got about, I said yes to go to the very end, you know, um, out of like um, the need to show that girl who started this journey that, you know, she's worth it and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, that smells like bullshit, but if she takes anything out of this um, about, you know, how beautiful she is, how attractive she is, how much, how, how funny and, and good, like what good company she is, then that will be great. 
Yeah, because I'm assuming that unlike the other commitment ceremonies, this wedding they both have to say, yes, I'm, I'll get <laughs> married again. Imagine right? if it was like, I do, and then the other one was like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> and like... then the celebrant's like, you're married. <laughs> Sorry, you have to stay married for one year before. Yeah. You can get divorced, which is actually true, you know. If you get married, you can't get divorced yes. straight away. You actually do have yeah, to stay have married. To be, yeah, you have to be separated for a year as well. Um, yes, separate having uh, being being myself a gay divorcee. Uh, you have to be mm-hmm. separated for a year to file a joint petition for divorce and you have to be separated yeah. for two years to file a sole petition for divorce. Interesting. There you go. If anyone out there is feeling so inspired by this amazing showcase <laughs> of successful marriages that they feel like maybe they just want to race out and have a three-person wedding themselves, three three guest wedding themselves this year. Yeah, standing one point five meters away from the just celebrant. know that like the marriage license is like a couple hundred bucks and the divorce is a lot more. Yes, that's my final word on it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kaz. Good PSA. Um, so I think that Connie oh, yeah, might so- want to get married, but Johnny won't. Yeah. Uh, Casey and Drew are not going to get married. I actually think they both might say no. Yeah. Michelle and Steve, they're not going to get married, and I think they're both going to say no. Uh, and Lizzie and Seb. Except for, yeah. Lizzie and Seb. Hmm. I don't trust myself anymore with any of this or life, so thanks <laughs> a lot. Thanks to me or thanks to maths? Thanks to all of you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Lizzie and Seb, I think, will say we'll get married and I think that they will get married again and Lizzie will they'll get married again and Lizzie will plaster the back of the Just Got Married car with her giant $100,000 check and they'll drive off into <laughs> the sunset. The sunset is red as Seb's russet hair. And... The only concern I have, apart from this whole thing being a complete nightmare, (laughs) is like this whole show, is when they showed the video of Seb eerily describing Lizzie during Mm. the audition, the quote-unquote audition tape where he said, I would really like to meet a woman who's brunette, lovely eyes, (laughs) fine skin, Tastes delicious with a fine Chianti. No, um, <laughs> you know, he he almost went on to say her name, I think, should start with L or E or like L something. E-L but then, something. and also it was like, what what do you value in, in a girl? He's like, loyalty. <laughs> so it was like yeah, this kind of the opposite of like what she, where it's like what does Lizzie need most in the world loyalty you know um yeah so I felt like surely the producers told him to say that or the producers told her to dye her hair <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's a brunette <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was my first thought but look yeah maybe he filmed that um audition tape like after the wedding. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Maybe he filmed it that day, the same day as the dinner party. You see, you see Lizzie walking past in the background. <laughs> She's like, you know, wedding you, dress. Babe, can you say my skin is fine? Thanks. Yeah, fine skin. <laughs> That's a bit 
Mr. Darcy. I find Lizzie so difficult to like that it's like draining my like of Seb because I'm like, I keep thinking, what do you like about her? You know, like, yeah, she's like really beautiful looking, but what is it about her personality and the way you are together that you really just are so into? Like she's not, you don't have the same interests. She's not, she doesn't like the same stuff that you like. I don't know. I just feel like. Flashes that where I think she's funny. There's a, there's a, sometimes when I feel it's very forced, but other times I do think she's funny. Yeah. Is that enough to marry someone? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I just, I think that they will both get married, but I don't think it'll last. Right. Or it'll last until her contractual obligations end <laughs> in a year when she gets properly married and has a child. It la- it'll last until the Logies. <laughs> yes. It'll last until the acceptance speech. Karen, did you have a breakout star of this run of episodes? Um, Because I do. That's the reason I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you put me on the spot, but why don't you tell me yours? So mine were those uh, dolphins that appeared behind Johnny in the sea because I I made myself, sitting by myself, and I made myself laugh by thinking of them going, Leave him as they like went past. <laughs> okay, that's a little glimpse into your inner world. It's a bit um, esoteric, but I like it. Just thinking um, about you know pandemic times um, mm. and the in light of the news that the current or or next season of The Bachelor has just been cancelled. Because oh, shit. yeah, Karen, because you're breaking this news to me. Because right, what? Um, it's a scoop. Breaking news. Break, break, breaking. Um, that the uh filming of the current Bachelor, starring the guy from Survivor, has been suspended due to lockdown and quarantine. Wow, I'm not angry at that because I think he's big and boring, and yeah. I don't really like the Bachelor anyway. I only yeah. really like Bachelorette. But it makes me wonder about like how going forward they're going to have like, I mean, obviously how we're going to have dating full stop, but how we're going to have dating shows. But I would have thought that the Bachelor Mansion would be like pretty much built for quarantine. (laughs) Like, Yeah, they could send them all. And I suggest, (laughs) I suggest to Channel 10 that they do this. Uh, This is a serious suggestion and I expect it to be done. I want them to send them all there and then they isolate them each in a room for 14 days and they film that <laughs> and then they have the show. How about that? That sounds wise. <laughs> Especially in light of the extremely enlightening and lovely conversation we had with a very special guest earlier this week in a bonus episode of the podcast yes. that will be coming to you pretty soon. Will we say who it is? Yeah, I think so. Break some more news. Yeah, we talked to an absolutely gorgeous woman called Ashley who was one of the iconic giants of this season with her friend Rachel because they were Tasha's bridesmaids. Pause for applause. A.K.A. the Bitches of Eastwick. Yeah, lovely person who's been through a really 
horrible experience at the mm-hmm. hands of maths and the Australian public. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot to say that made has made us think and see all of this very differently, which might be reflected in the tone we're taking tonight about the show. <laughs> um, and and it certainly I know it will affect the way that I watch any of this stuff or not from now on. Um, so watch out for that one popping up in your podcast app. And that will be a special bonus standalone episode that will come out at some point. And, and I mean, really, we've only got one more, one more um, episode of the maths, like home and away season <laughs> um, to well, cover. Weddings, but then isn't there a reunion? Because Ashley said that um, breaking news, Tash did come back for the reunion. So is that a separate episode after the weddings? Mm, maybe. Maybe, it is. maybe, yeah. So we might have, we'll have either one or two more episodes of the main pod and uh, amongst that we will um, provide you with the really, I think, really interesting conversation and lolful conversation that we had with Ashley. She's such a darling um, and we really totally fell in love with her. But I think it would be safe to say that slowly but surely across the season and then maybe finally with our conversation with Ashley, we have completely fallen out of love with maths. Yeah. It's like yeah. we yeah. we write leave now. <laughs> we both write leave <laughs> and that's just how it is. And no, no, no one, no matter how many begging DMs and emails and tweets you send us. Oh, a thousand percent this time next year we'll be like, we'll have forgotten and we'll be like, yeah, let's watch no. maps. It'll be amazing. <laughs> the fresh meat. We we probably will. But that said, can we can we put it out to the audience now of the pod and say that um in the future, after maths um is over, after the after we wake up from this particular nightmare, we will be still putting out the pod intermittently and probably less regularly than every week. Um yeah. until we're covering something that's on every week. But we would love to hear from you about dating reality shows that you would love to talk about with us and that you would love us to watch and review and give our thoughts on. Um, People have already mentioned Love is Blind and we've flagged that in this this lockdown environment. It might be possible for us to see a few eps of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the other Bachelor in Paradise as well. Yes, Bachelor in Paradise. When whenever that is released, um, thankfully the filming of that was pre-coronavirus. So yes, imagine exactly. if they were all out of the island and had to be repatriated. But the other show that, of course, I think we've mentioned before that I adore is uh, "If You Are the One," the Chinese dating reality okay, yeah. show. So if anyone is interested in that, please send through any tidbits you have. If anyone's been a contestant on it, if anyone's been a contestant on a dating reality show or you've been through the audition process and you didn't make it, like get at us and come and be a guest on the pod. Yeah, we'd love that. You can ask us to marry you on nearly underscore beloved on Twitter, nearly beloved podcast on Insta and nearly beloved podcast at gmail.com. He had his Tommy Hilfiger jumper walking around like he's Mr. King Dick. I now pronounce this podcast finished.